It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All righty then. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, it is the Patrick Johnson Show here on uh, the way home on a Wednesday, midweek, all downhill from here. Uh, we've got a, a great program planned for you today. We're going to head out in a little bit to uh, Charlotte telephonically. Uh, our friend Travis Hancock, who is uh, T-Bone on the uh, Mac and Bone Morning Show on WFNZ out in Charlotte, going to be on. What are the Panthers going to do? Uh, it comes down to Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, it appears. And uh, we'll see where, uh, in his opinion, what he what he's hearing. It looks like Stroud is the guy that's the leader in the clubhouse, but uh, how tight of a, a a a secret is this? Who they're going to pick? That is the uh, that is the deal, and uh, we will we'll, we'll we'll get some insider insight there from the Queen City. Um, Cookie producing today, Chris Cook. Woo! Cookie, uh, anything that you got to say before we jump into kind of the uh, news overload here for uh, for everything going on? It's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. And I hope the listeners are having a great day, as well as you. Okay. That's you gotta spread quite po- a... you got to spread positivity, man, not negativity. Cookie, you're very positive. I like this. Thank you. I like this. This is, You're very positive. I, I, I really like that, that you're a very positive, positive young feller. I like that. That's good. That's good. Look at you, Mr. Positivity. Uh, Cookie was uh, featured prominently on our Pirate Reports uh, yesterday, today, somewhere in there? Uh, Today's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Cookie. Good job. Pirates win last night on the Diamond. Uh, They avenge last year's uh, two defeats to ODU. And it was a game in which the Pirates uh, really kind of never looked back after jumping out couple home runs early, 7-3 the final. Danny Beal was lights out down the stretch. And uh, the Pirates, uh, I mean, just uh, Beal was out there dealing on the bump. I mean, pretty impressive Pirates uh, with the victory. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, some news and notes out of ECU. Um, our guy Malcolm Gray sent us this. Uh, Aaron Jarman, who, of course, is from Lenore County, the transfer from Temple, Jeremy Lewis from Winterville, Jaira Wilson have earned membership to the 2023 National Football Foundation Hampshire Honor Society. Ooh. Uh, Jarman Lewis and Wilson are among 1,784 players nationally to earn the honor, which has been awarded since 2006 for outstanding academic achievement. How about that? Uh, go back to 06, some of the first pirates to be on there, Robert Lee and my buddy Kevin Roach. Warren Harvey, Zay Jones have been on there over the year. Sunshine, Philip Nelson, Worth Gregory, Austin Tigg, Thomas Sirk. Remember when he was here? Uh, Blake Prohl, Jake Verity, Tyler Sneed. So uh, John Young, many, many have. Um, 
So congratulations to them. That sounds like uh, a nice uh, a nice honor. Uh, it was announced officially today, put out a little bit ago, in fact. Uh, ECU basketball announcing the signings of Bobby Pettiford Jr. and uh, to Corey Faison. Faison uh, will come to ECU after he averaged 25 points and 13 rebounds as a senior at Goldsboro High School, a team that won 28 games and uh, made it to the Eastern Regional Final. He is a 6'6 wing and is uh, crazy athletic. Uh, I think will be uh, a real asset to ECU's uh, defense and uh, will be will bring them some bounce and some spring on the wing. Of course, Pettiford, uh, we've talked about that, but it's official now. Uh, he was part of Kansas's rotation, shot 53% from the field, true point guard. He ha- I was trying to think back. He had the Thanksgiving Day buzzer beater against Wisconsin in the uh, battle for Atlantis for Kansas. So, I mean, he's, you know, and he was uh, someone who was, I mean, he's got a national championship ring. Didn't play a ton in that year, but he contributed some. He's not handing those things out, right? Not yet, at least. Uh, so that's some uh, good ECU news to uh, start here. I want to congratulate uh, the one and only Ronald Vincent. This is uh, pretty amazing stuff, but RV last night won his 1,000th game in Durham. Uh, excuse me, in Jacksonville, 12 to 2 in five innings. And uh, I couldn't be any more pleased for RV than I am. Uh, I think that is uh, so cool. Uh, 12th nationally, fourth among public school coaches. Uh, when you say RV statewide and you talk about Greenville, folks know. Uh, the team now 15 and 3, but this is his 51st season coaching. Can you believe that, Cookie? 51st season coaching. I can't believe the 1,000 wins. That's just wild. Oh, it's nuts. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, how many years do you have to average 20 wins a season? I mean, that's unparalleled success. Six state titles. Uh, one of the few coaches in North Carolina High School Athletic Association history to have reached uh, marks of uh, 1,000 victories. It's pretty special stuff. It really is. And so you just look at RV's longevity, and it's seven state titles. I said six. My mistake. Seven. 75, 97, 99, 03, 04, 08, and then a couple of years ago, 2021. And uh, that's uh, really just a great, great deal for RV last night. I see that uh, High School OT has some video, but we'll uh, – we, we may pull some audio for that maybe tomorrow for the show. By the way, tomorrow on the program, uh, Coach Houston's going to be in the studio, Cookie. So let's tidy this place up a little I'm bit. I'm excited. Right? I've never – I've seen him plenty of times at the press conferences and stuff, but I've never actually, like, met him one-on-one, so it'll be nice to actually meet him. Okay. He might yell at you, Cookie. That's fine. That's totally fine. Okay. I don't mean yell at you in, like, it's bad. I mean, like he might say, "Hey, play that cut," like he did for Ben back in, you know. Yeah. Hey, that's fine too. Okay. All right. You know, coach speaks. You got to listen. Uh, so that'll be fun tomorrow having him on with us. But uh, really happy for RV. A couple weeks ago, we did an interview with him before they uh, named the field for him. They finally had that official ceremony, uh, named the field for him at Guy Smith Stadium. So if you uh, want to go back, I believe. 
the date we talked to him was March 29th. If you want to go back in our archives at 943thegame.com, you could pick that up uh, there. I think that uh, would be uh, really, really uh, worth going to listen to because, I mean, we talk about other things and how baseball, obviously it's a baseball interview, but there's other things, you know, life and sports and the lessons learned and his advice for players, his advice for coaches, young coaches especially, you know, RV. And here's the thing, Cookie, uh, that I, you know, and, it just, and I've known RV for years, but there's the thing that just stands out to me about RV. So the year that they won the title in 2021, um, you know, that was a weather weekend because that was the year that the they actually played it like in late June because it was the, one of those COVID years and they were spacing everything out and get all the seasons in. So, I mean, they were playing in June. And Cookie, you've lived, you're from North Carolina, you're from Eastern North Carolina, so you know what happens in June during the late afternoons in North Carolina. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. You can, well, get, play- you can get frostbite or sunburn in the same day. <laughs> Maybe not in June, but uh, pretty darn close. So, you know, what happened is they got rained out in Fayetteville with their championship. And they couldn't play on the field because the field was not in very good condition. So they ended up having to play Sunday at a high school. And Rose won the title. Well, the very next day, he's out there at Elm Street doing a clinic for like six and seven-year-olds. The very next day. The very next morning. Wow. What dedication I, that is. I mean, that's just, I mean, and, and that's the other thing. His, his involvement with youth baseball is, is remarkable. And so I'm glad to call RV a friend and I'm thrilled RV has, uh, achieved this milestone of a thousand wins and he's very humble about it. Very, very humble about it. All right. Um, let's hit this, uh, one cut cookie before we, uh, grab a break here. Uh, this is, uh, Alec Burleson, Burley's having quite a start to his year. Uh, and uh, this is courtesy of Bally's in St. Louis, Bally Sportsnet, where Alec Burleson uh, talks about the difference uh, in him from last season to this season. Hit it. I wouldn't say I'm a different hitter. I think it's, uh, you know, just kind of um, having that experience and, and being more comfortable here. I think there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of different things that you have to manage off the field um, and not having to be too concerned about those this year. Uh, you know, I'd like to know what some of those are. Yeah, uh, it's just different things as far as scheduling, you know, what bus to be on, um, you know, what you need to wear, just different things like that that you, you kind of stress about as a rookie and, um, you know, knocked that out last year in the first month. So it's really, you know, being able to focus on baseball and, um, you know, kind of be who I am. Cool stuff. Uh, Jordan Walker is a Cardinals rookie. He was aiming today to tie the record for the longest hitting streak in in an MLB career. It's at 11 games. If he hits safely in their game uh, that I think is taking place right now, he would tie the uh, Eddie Murphy for the uh, most all-time with 12, and Murphy did it back for the Philadelphia, not, not that Eddie Murphy, but the Murphy had played for the Philadelphia A's. I was wondering, I was like, wait, Eddie Murphy? Yeah, not that Eddie Murphy. The other, the Eddie Murphy that played for the Philadelphia A's back in the 19-teens, 1910s. So, uh, 
We'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll check that out maybe during the break. I don't have that up in front of me right now. But I will tell you this. Uh, we will come back after the break. Cookie, I didn't ask you. Do we get? Uh, do we have tickets to the games this weekend? We do got tickets to the games this weekend, yes. Okay. You want to do a giveaway, Cookie? We like to do a giveaway. We haven't done one in a while. Yeah. You know what? Why not? Let's do okay. it. Okay. We'll do caller three. Just get everybody back in the thing. Uh, you'll get a pair of tickets to all the games this weekend, ECU and Cincinnati. Uh, at Clark LeClaire Stadium, and you'll get a $25 gift card to Chico's Mexican Restaurant uh, in Uptown Greenville. Uh, here is uh, the phone number to call, 252-561-GAME. It's 252-561-4263. You will be a winner if you are caller three. Good luck to you. Must be 30 days since you won a prize uh, for uh, 94.3 The Game or from IBX Media. Good luck, and uh, we'll do a pirate report. And announce our winner on the other side. There will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today to the brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. Today, it's all about the children of Eastern North Carolina. The power of local radio is stronger than ever. Quote, unquote, someone picked up the phone and made a donation and saved my daughter. We shared the stories. They recognized my daughter's name and said, you know, look over there, that little nine-year-old boy, your mom saved his life. The hope. It's like a running marathon. When you have people on the sidelines who are cheering you on, you find endurance. Right. This radiothon is the people on the sidelines saying, you can do this. The generosity. You treat us like family. We have been to other places and it it doesn't compare well the pledges rolled in your child could benefit from these dollars that you could be sending in today and when it was all said and done one hundred eight thousand four hundred and forty three dollars yes together we made an enormous difference in the lives of children all over enc without those donations i just feel like elijah wouldn't be here right now interbanks media is here for you and the communities we serve Attention weekend warriors. Before you tackle those garden or yard projects that are coming up this spring, go by East Carolina Tractor and Fleet, your coyote dealer. Right now, East Carolina Tractor and Fleet has new coyote diesel four-wheel drive tractors that you can own for under $10,000. But don't wait. This offer will be over soon. Visit the home of Coyote at East Carolina Tractor and Fleet on Highway 264 across from the Pitt County Fairgrounds or online at ectfleet.com. East Carolina Tractor and Fleet. They dig dirt. Calling all future little leaders of the world. At Walton Academy, our teachers embrace who you are and empower you through enriching knowledge by exploring the world through technology and hands-on learning. Small and safe classrooms allow our teachers to embrace our students' individualities. Walton Academy is now enrolling kindergarten through fifth grade students. Let's encompass your potential together here at Walton Academy. Go to waltonacademyk5.com to schedule a tour today. Greeting friends of Eastern North Carolina. If you're looking for a great place to work with competitive pay and a multitude of advanced opportunities, Pitt County Schools is hiring. We employ over 3,500 people, and we're one of the largest employers in Pitt County. We are currently seeking teachers, bus drivers, school nutrition personnel, facility staff, custodians, clerical staff, and more. We offer advanced leadership opportunities to our educators and competitive pay for our skilled labor force. 
If you want to be part of a thriving school system that focuses on educating students, growing our employees, and promoting positive mental and physical health habits, we encourage you to become a part of our Pitt County Schools family to help ensure success for the future of Eastern North Carolina. To fill out an application, visit our website today at pittschools.org. That's pittschools.org. And remember, education is truly a team effort. Pitt County Schools. Live and lead. Getting the Pirate Nation home. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. Oh, the drive home should be a delight. Here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Jason in Bethel was the winner of our uh, tickets and our uh, Chico's Mexican Restaurant gift card. It is uh, Wednesday. We've got uh, a really interesting uh, guest coming up with uh, Travis Hancock. I want to talk to him about kind of everything going on out in Charlotte with uh, what the Panthers are going to do. Is it going to be Bryce Young? Is it going to be C.J. Stroud? We'll get out to him in Charlotte uh, from WFNZ in just a little bit right now. Uh, here is today's Pirate Report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Uh, Pirates got some uh, offense going early on, and Danny Beal closed things down uh, late. Uh, Lane Hoover, uh, season high, three hits. His second home run of the year. And uh, the Pirates... Uh, also had Carter Cunningham go yard as he went two for four. Uh, East Carolina uh, with the 7-3 victory over Old Dominion yesterday at uh, Clark LeClaire Stadium. Coach Godwin gives us his thoughts uh, immediately following the game. Yeah, Hoover. Uh, so, yeah, we, we got off to an early start. You know, the, the main emphasis was, you know, talking to the team is just showing up. You know, we're four and five. We're five and five now, midweek games, and uh, just coming out here ready to go. And thought our guys were ready. I thought Root set the tone. He pitched well. Um, but Hoover got us going um, and hustling out of the box, getting to second base, and then Cunningham two-run jack, and then the next inning uh, Hoover hit a two-run jack. So um, really happy with the way our guys started the game. Um, you know, Jay Hunter didn't have his best stuff, but Danny Bill was tremendous, and then the offense just kept adding runs. So, and I thought we made some really good web gems in crucial situations. Coach G talking about the Pirate base running last night. Yeah, we scored three, I think, in uh, the seventh inning, and you know, Cunningham uh, uh, on a ball that was hit to the infield, Mullins caught kind of off off Starling, and they tried to throw it to second base, and Cunningham made a good read there. Uh, Mulling drove in a run, so Nowak played good, played great defense. So a lot of very, very good team win. Pirates, uh, by the way, now 10-0 and when hitting at least two home runs in a game. And uh, Nowak uh, started uh, his first game in left field last night. How about that? Here is uh, Coach Godwin on Danny Beal's outstanding performance. He was tremendous, man. Uh, you know, and normally, you know, he's not quite as effective against lefties, but his changeup was working, his breaking ball was working, his slider was working, had good fastball command. And, you know, he wanted to finish it. I said, go finish it then. You've earned that opportunity, and he did a great job. Zach Root gave him a good start, three innings of uh, shutout baseball, struck out three. Uh, Jake Hunter came on, a uh, rough inning for him in the fourth with three hits and a couple of runs surrendered. 
Uh, walked a couple in there, but it was Beal coming out. Nine strikeouts in five innings. Danny Beal was uh, pretty good and did it in 64 pitches last night. Uh, awesome stuff for the Pirates uh, who get the uh, victory over the Monarchs. Speaking of Danny Beal, let's hear what he had to say. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, it was obviously, you know, a great night to play tonight. And uh, Zach got us off to a phenomenal start with a with a clean three. And, um, you know, Jake had some troubles, but he's been solid for us all year. And I just wanted to pick him up. And, you know, obviously I've had pretty good stuff tonight. So just wanted to give, you know, the staff as much distance as I could and ended up going the entire game and uh, felt pretty good. Yeah, it really sets up the Pirates nicely for the weekend as far as the pin goes uh, with those three outstanding starters uh, against Cincinnati. Uh, we'll get Danny Bill's thoughts uh, on the team being ready for Friday in a moment. But first, we hear from him talking about not allowing a single walk. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, that was always a big focus for, uh, you know, me and AK. Uh, you know, last year I had quite a bit, walk, quite a few walks. And um, uh, this year was a big focus for, you know, just like you said, pound the strike zone, you know, let them put it in play because, you know, AK always says stuff, you know, our stuff as a pitch staff is way too good to walk guys. So let's put the ball to play at the defense work. And, you know, I, that's what I did tonight. And good things happen. So. And then uh, he talked about being ready for the contest uh, Friday when Cincinnati comes a-calling. Of course. I'm th- I could throw tomorrow if I had to. But, yeah, we'll be ready for Friday. You know, Cincinnati's a good opponent, so we'll be ready to go. And, you know, you always want to get a good start in conference, so I want to keep it rolling from last weekend for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pirates, and I think what Cliff Godwin said there was the uh, the whole thing, and that is coming out ready to go, coming out ready to play. Hoover at the top of the order has been doing some awesome things. Cunningham uh, near the top, couple hits for Josh Moylan, who continues uh, to uh, to play well, and uh, you know had a couple of guys at the bottom. Barini, Amac, uh, Will Coxon didn't get hits, but you know the Pirates have such a a lineup now. And look, a couple of hits for Luke Nowak also. They have such a lineup now that uh, especially with those guys at the top doing what they're doing, they can pick up the guys who maybe uh, have a little bit of a tough go of it. Uh, in the uh, in the game, uh, this is uh, this is emerging as a lineup that uh, isn't just one guy carrying you. It's uh, a bunch of guys that can uh, come out and uh, you know come out and uh, and hurt you on a given night. And this is a good old Dominion team. That's only their ninth loss. Uh, they've hit a little bit of a rough patch here, but the Monarchs are a uh, right now a, a, an NCAA quality team, a regional quality team, and. You know, that's a team you might could see in Greenville if, if the Pirates host, or, or you could see them, you know, somewhere in Virginia or the Carolinas. You just don't know. It, it could be somewhere like that. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll have more, uh, on, uh, all of this, get you ready for uh, everything on Friday. We'll be doing a show from, uh, five until 545. That's when we'll give it to the uh, ECU radio network where, uh, Scooter and Coach O will bring you, uh, game one of the ECU Cincinnati, uh, game. On uh, Friday night at 6 o'clock, looks like any of the rain that may come through would be out of here by the time game time hits. So I don't know if that will delay things a little bit. I mean, that's always subject to change. 48 hours out, I go back to saying the meteorologist, and we love them, all our weather friends, we love you, but they can't tell us when it's going to rain 48, 24 hours out from the event and when and where it's going to rain exactly, but they could tell us in 50 years we're all going to be underwater. Okay. All right. Uh, stick to sports, right, Cookie? Stick to sports. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, Cookie, uh, you ready for an update? I sure am, yes. 
Let's do that. A 94-3 the game sports update from uh, the one and only Chris Cook. And uh, then at the bottom of the hour when we return, we're going to hear from Travis Hancock. I want to dig into what's going on out in Charlotte. We haven't talked a ton about that, but uh, we're to a point now where we can start turning our attention to the uh, NFL draft, not only for where uh, guys from ECU may wind up uh, out of the draft, but also uh, what the Panthers are going to do with that number one pick. So uh, our guy T-Bone will be with us, Travis Hancock from uh, the Mac and Bone Show out in uh, Charlotte at WFNZ on the uh, other side of the break. But before we get to that commercial message, here is Chris Cook with a 94-3 The Game Sports Flash Update. Cookie? This is Chris Cook here with your 94-3 The Game Sports Flash Update. Early offense and a spectacular relief effort out of junior right-hander Danny Beal allowed number 9 East Carolina to coast past Old Dominion 7-3. The Pirates recorded their fifth straight victory. ECU outhit ODU 9-7 and never trailed. East Carolina plays Cincinnati on Friday in the start of a three-game home series. Cliff Godwin talked about how good the base running was after the game on Tuesday night. Yep, we scored three, I think, in uh, the seventh inning and, you know, Cunningham, uh, uh, on a ball that was hit to the infield, Mullins caught kind of off off Starling, and they tried to throw it to second base, and Cunningham made a good read there. Uh, Mulling drove in a run, so Nowak played good, played great defense. So a lot of very, very good team win. The East Carolina lacrosse team came up short against number 5 North Carolina 12-9. The Pirates will look to remain unbeaten in American play when they resume conference action on Saturday at noon as they hit the road to battle number 9 Florida in Gainesville. Panthers legend Greg Olson has been named one of the five nominees for the emerging on-air talent category of the sports Emmys. Congratulations to J.H. Rose baseball coach Ronald R.V. Vincent. The state's all-time winningest baseball coach claimed his 1,000th career win on Tuesday at Jacksonville as the Rampants beat the Cardinals 12-2 in five innings. The Blue Devils won't be needing to replace their top scorer after all. Duke freshman Kyle Filipowski announced on social media that he will be returning for a second season in Durham next winter. Filipowski led the team with 15.1 points, 8.9 rebounds per game in 36 games this past season. UNC is adding a playmaker through the transfer portal. Louisville transfer Jalen Withers has announced his commitment to the Tar Heels. Withers averaged 8.9 points and 5.3 rebounds for the Cardinals this past season. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. This sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting Pirates student-athletes. For info on how to donate, please visit teamboneyard.org. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on the other side of this quick timeout right here on 94.3 The Game. Pirates. Hello there, Panthers. Good, baby. Very good. The P-Man. Uh, put it stamps. This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. This is about you, your family, and the health of all who live in Eastern North Carolina. This is about the transformation of a health system into something more powerful and more human about creating new ways to treat disease and keep you well. This is about ECU Health, which is to say, it's really all about you. ECU Health. Minds. Hearts. Purpose. Chico! Rebound! Rebound! Chico! 
Chico's Mexican restaurant is where the fiesta never ends. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's every Wednesday for shrimp tacos for $11.99. Plus, Wednesdays means all Mexican imports for just $2.99. Thursdays, enjoy your favorite beef, chicken, or vegetable fajitas for only $11.99. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's Mexican restaurant in downtown Greenville and online at chicosrestaurant.com. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. Your vehicle packs a load of safety features to protect you in an accident. At North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, it's our job to protect you just as well after an accident. With fast claim service from local agents, our auto coverage is a lot like an airbag. We hope you never need to use it, but we're right there and ready just in case you do. North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, helping you is what we do best. North Carolina Farm Bureau Mutual Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Insurance of North Carolina, Inc., Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, and independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. In Greenville, contact your local Farm Bureau agent for a quote for your car, home, life, or your health. You'll be working with neighbors you can trust. People like Bill King, Jake Allen, or Jack Metz. These agents are dedicated to protecting your family and your dreams. These Farm Bureau agents are knowledgeable in a wide range of insurance products, but they are also tuned in to the Greenville community. Again, contact Bill King, Jake Allen, or Jack Metz today at Farm Bureau Insurance in Greenville. 252-756-3165. That's 252-756-3165. If you've been injured in an accident and need cash now before your case settles, Oasis Financial can help. Last month, Oasis helped over 3,000 people. Why not you? If you have an attorney, call Oasis Financial today at 877-266-9107. It takes just three minutes to apply. And once you're approved, get $500 to $100,000 of your settlement in as little as 24 hours with no risk to you. That's right. Get $500 to $100,000 within one day. If you lose your case, you don't have to pay Oasis back ever. So call Oasis today to see if you qualify at 877-266-9107. That's 877-266-9107. Better days are today. Get the cash you with Oasis. Call Oasis today at 877-266-9107. Oasis is currently not providing legal funding in Arkansas, Kansas, Kentucky, Maryland, North Carolina, North Dakota, or West Virginia. Website 943thegame.com for PJ Show podcasts and the latest news on the Pirates. This is happening. Now back to Patrick Johnson on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 943 the game. It is always a treat anytime we have an opportunity to talk to one of my BFFs, my new BFF in the broadcasting biz. Uh, he is T-Bone with WFNZ, the Mac and Bone Show. Travis Hancock here on the Patrick Johnson Show this afternoon. Uh, how are you, buddy? I hope you're well. Hey, man, it's good to hear from you. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for inviting me back on. I don't usually get invited back many places, uh, whether mm-hmm. it be radio shows or family gatherings or parties. So uh, to actually be invited back somewhere again, it's a treat for me. I appreciate it. Well, I think you are uh, what I like to call, or my grandma likes to call, outspoken. So I like that. I like that. So that's <laughs> yeah. that's good. Um, all right, look, I gotta. I've been dying to ask you this. We've corresponded a little bit on this, and there's a lot to talk about. How did you hold it together when Dom Capers came into your studio with that thing on his head? Uh, well, thankfully it was a phone interview, so it wasn't. Okay. It was not uh, in person. 
And it really, like, I had to turn my mic off for the majority of the interview because I couldn't stop, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Like, how do I, how do I, you know, me, I, 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 I could say some things and I, it took every part of my being not, to, I was thinking about it a lot on the air. Yeah. On the, I mean, it really, I was obsessed with it, honestly, and to, to not bring it up when he was, he's a great man, you know, he's a, he's a legend here from the past. I would never, yeah. you know, it's being funny, yeah. I would never want to embarrass the guy. But I thought a lot about it, I, I, and I still do, quite frankly. I mean, like the day before, he rolls out and does the press conference, and he's one with you the next morning there on FNZ. It's, yeah. it's got to be – it's burned in your brain at that point. I mean, I, I don't know how you – if you're a family member, don't you just say, hey, whoa. No, don't yeah, go out like, like that. Dad I mean, or what, Papa or Honey yeah. or whatever relation he is. Like, why are you why are you looking like Carlos Boozer from the mid two thousands? Like, why are you spraying <laughs> something on? Why are you doing this? God, here was the difficult part. So I thought, you know, maybe through the course of the evening, I thought it might die down a little bit or so. Oh no! But then no. Zach Gelb, Zach Gelb, our guy from CBS Sports Radio, who's our weekly guest for us, goes on his national show. It challenges us when I'm asleep to a hundred dollars if we bring it up to Dom Caper. <laughs> madness! All these people are talking about what is it? You got to you got to be a man and pay that gal. I'm like, what? I don't even know what's even happening right now. I'm not doing that. Although for hundred dollars, I'll do about anything. But that right. I thought it would die down, and then people say, "Oh, you're not a you're not a man." You're I mean, I'm not a man. I didn't ask a man about his hair situation. No, we, men don't ask men about their hair. We just talk about uh, that behind the – we're like women in that regard. We'll talk about them behind their yeah. back when it comes to hair. When it comes to something like Yeah, we like don't that, say stuff to people say. Right. Yeah. Right, right. We'll talk – now, with other things we will, you know. But, <laughs> exactly. But, but if, you know, whatever that is, we – it's, you know, it's it, – it, it, think about it. It's like spotting a toupee. I mean, it's – which which literally it may very well be in this case. So, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Travis Hancock, Mac and Bone on 92.7 in Charlotte, WFNZ. To the more serious matters at hand, um, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, where are the Panthers going? It feels like it's starting to trend in many ways, whether it's the insiders or the, even the fans, not that they're making the pick, or in, in Vegas. It feels like it's all starting to trend towards Bryce Young, and I don't think that's an indictment on C.J. Stroud not being good, but at some point we've got to go some direction here because it's hard to separate the two besides just the size of Young, which has been the yeah. separator for a lot of people. Look, I know it's cliche, and I don't like it either, but the term it factor when a guy has it, it feels like that sort of describes Bryce Young. He's just he's poised under pressure. He makes something out of nothing. He's got that, you know, some people that are scouting him compare him to Steph Curry, and when you watch him, you see that, how he sort of, isn't the biggest guy, but he plays bigger than his size. He makes something out of himself. He has the ability in the red zone to improvise. He plays alive. He's the he's the guy that fits 2023 football right now. Now, 10, 20 years ago, maybe not because quarterbacks weren't protected like they are now and smaller quarterbacks weren't given a chance. But I feel like it's trending for now towards Bryce Young, and my guess would be, uh, again, it's just a guess because they only allow me to guess and not make actual decisions. Right. That that Bryce Young is probably going to be the quarterback of the Panthers. 
Is the concern that he's closer to 5'10 than maybe even 5'11 and that he's still a pocket guy? Because I hear what you're saying about kind of the modern quarterback. But, I mean, he yeah. he's a pocket passer, and it's a pocket passing league. But that is awfully short. It's not much taller than I am. That's awfully short to be in a pocket trying to throw. Yeah, and it's all about, you know, arm angles and how he fits balls through the windows. Baker Mayfield led the league in batted passes last year because he, he just tried to force balls through a window and had terrible arm angles. So it's all about how you're throwing it, the way you're throwing it. I think that in this day and age, you can overcome that. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt him a little bit. Right. But we saw him play pretty high-level SEC football. I, I don't know about you, and I know it's different at the end of Oh, my goodness, he's never going to make it. I never – he plays so much bigger than he looks. Right. And I, I didn't ever really consider him that small. Then the draft stuff happens. It's all about the size. And, yes, there are fair questions. I'm not denying that. But I don't feel like he plays small. I feel like he plays bigger than he actually is, and I think he'll continue to do that uh, in the National Football League. Co-host of the Critically Reviewed Mac and Bone Show on WFNZ in Charlotte, the uh, the sports leader in the Queen City. Uh, it is our yeah, pal you Travis that Hancock. Says, that, says reviewed, that says reviewed, not acclaimed, right? We're not, right. We're not yeah, really no, acclaimed. I, I, yeah, we're yeah, right. yeah. I understand. No, yeah. no, we're, we're, we're clarifying. Yeah. Yes, we always, we're reviewed every day in our business, people. We're reviewed every day. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Trust T-Bone. We are. Um, if they went with C.J. Stroud, would you, you can't be mad at that, though, right? No, and that's the interesting part about the, the quarterback situation. It, you have to go one way or the other, and this isn't like Young's way up here, Stroud's down here. They're pretty darn even, and if they go Stroud, I don't think we're coming in on Friday to recap the draft and, and we're upset. I think we're, I think we're happy. I, I just think that Young is, is the leader right now for the reasons we talked about, but certainly CJ Stratton, I, I think both guys will be good. Now the percentages in the NFL draft say that, you know, the, the first round quarterbacks, a large number taken, most probably won't be good in that draft class, but I have a hard time seeing Stroud not being good too. I, I think, I think both will be good. I think Young might be a little better, but certainly if they take Stroud, there's a lot to like. Look what we've seen the last couple of years. Uh, I don't think we can go wrong with Stroud or right. Young yeah. based yeah. off the horrible quarterback play. So I, I think they're, they get better on draft night either, either way they go. No, I'm not, I'm not mad at Stroud. I don't buy into the, we get a lot of people, a lot of people that, that bring up, yeah, what Alabama quarterbacks have been good and, Oh, Ohio State quarterbacks aren't good. But my counter is, if we're just going to do the where they come from situation, first of all, Ryan Day hasn't been there that long at Ohio State. He's had Justin Fields in the late Dwayne Haskins. So he hasn't had like 10 quarterbacks right, in right. the league. The other thing is, uh, Joe Burrows from LSU, go name the great LSU quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes is from Texas Tech. No history there. Louisville, Lamar Jackson, not a lot there. Wyoming, Josh Allen. A lot of the yeah. quarterbacks in the league right now, they didn't come from quarterback. I know it's crazy to think LSU, but they haven't had great quarterbacks. So I don't, I don't buy into the, the where they play thing. That, that, that kind of drives me nuts. It's the individual. It's the time of 2023. I think people make too much out of past quarterbacks not being good and comparing them to the, the current college quarterback. I, I don't want to belabor this because I think it's, it's pretty much a two horse race with Young pulling away from Stroud as you just have uh, so 
articulately stated. But is there any any dark horse here with Levis or Richardson? Will Levis or Anthony Richardson? Any any chance you know, we we're heard, surprised? Yeah, we we heard during the process that David Tepper was pretty enamored with Richardson. Now again, this is kind of during the the initial pro days of Young and Stroud that we were told, hey, you know, Richardson's a real from people high ranking people with the Panthers. Hey, Richardson's a real possibility. Like this could really be happening. Haven't heard much of that lately since the pro days and, and more mm-hmm. stuff. So I don't know if, if that's still a possibility. I know there's multiple people actually in the front office and in the ownership that, you know, they, they like Richardson. Now, the, I think the trade up, in my view, them out of that, I think we'd be talking today about Levis and Richardson if they didn't trade up. I just can't see them trading up, which is already a gamble. You move up for a quarterback, you give up DJ Moore a future first-rounder, that's already a gamble. And Richardson certainly could be good, but the word could is a problem. You're taking a gamble on Richardson when you're already taking a gamble on the move up. So you're going to gamble on a gamble. I just I can't see that being the move. Why would you trade all the way up for Richardson? If you liked him enough, you didn't have to give up B.J. Moore and go all the way up. You could have got the five with Seattle or whatever. You could have moved up incrementally and not gone all the way up. When you go all the way up, that tells me that you're going for young or straight up. So I, I think it's still there a little bit, but I, w- I would be surprised if it's anything other than young or straight up. Gotcha. Uh, Frank Reich, uh, great hire by all accounts, and the way that the staff is filling out seems to be it's a professional staff. Uh, what do you make of this sort of mulligan with David Tepper hiring a new coach and, and the way that the staff is kind of filled out. Oh, it's it's incredible. There are so many dudes they brought in that we kind of forget sometimes other guys are there. It, there are so many guys to talk about from the the young guys, Thomas Brown at OC, uh, Avero at DC, and McCown is on the staff. And then Deuce Staley is an associate head coach. And then you bring in the stalwarts like your, our friend Dom Capers <laughs> right. and, uh, and Jim Swell. And then – you know, Brenton Buckner, former Clemson defensive lineman, used to host for us, and he's still a close friend of ours. He said that the best guy they added to the staff was Sean Jefferson, the wide receiver yeah. coach, yeah. who kind of gets lost in the mix a little bit. They are just top to bottom. They put together a really good staff, and I think part of this is David Tepper's willing to spend for the staff. And I think last time when he hired Matt Rule, if we go back to the to the darkness of that, I think that he just trusted Matt Rule to bring in the best staff that he wanted to bring in, meaning Rule. I don't think he monitored too much of the guys that were brought in. So we ended up with a lot of college coaches, a lot of Temple and Baylor guys, a lot of connections to Matt Rule because those are the guys that he knew. I think Tepper this time learned his lesson of, all right, I'm going to bring in Frank Reich, but I'm going to give Frank Reich every resource and every opportunity to bring in every possible coach he can bring in. So Tepper's had some issues. He's, he's had some missteps along the way in the business sure. side and, and in a little bit of performance with the team, obviously. But I think in this particular case, you got to give him a lot of credit because it feels like with the staff, he learned his lesson that it's not just about the guy that you hire, but it's about who that guy can hire. And they've yeah. done an unbelievable job. Now, you know, some of these guys might not be around for long, but that's okay. We don't, we don't have too many coaches hired away around here. So um, the fact that they've got a loaded staff, they've got a loaded front office who has done an unbelievable job. They still have $27 million in cap space. 
Right, so I was going to ask you about that. Signed, yeah. So, yeah, the 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 hope is here again, and and man, that staff and that front office with the number one pick uh, feels like brighter days are here and, and for a while. All right, uh, Travis Hancock, uh, morning show WFNZ is with us. T Bones with us here. Let me ask you this: um, do, Is this a free agent destination now? Because it seems like there that a lot of guys who maybe would not have given this a look are going on visits and. And I think a lot of that is right in the staff that you mentioned, and, and they've got the number one pick. So there's a lot going in the favor of attracting people. So what what yeah. else can they do with this 27 million? What 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 are the needs? And is there is there a white whale out there to bring in that could be a game changer one way or the other? They still need pass rush help because the opposite side of Brian Burns, it's it, it's by a committee. So you know there's number of guys out there. I know. Clowney is still out there, but I don't, you know, he seems to go through this process for a while, and I'm not sure if he's, you know, fits necessarily right now. With me, there's, there's a number of edge rushers out there. Uh, Deuce Staley on the staff helped bring in DJ Chark and Miles Sanders. So that, that goes to show you about, you know, is the, is the organization a destination? Well, they've got to build that, but the, the coaches they hired have so many connections to other people that it's already brought in two or three free agents that we know of. So, 27 million, they gotta get, definitely get some, some, uh, edge help. They've, they've done a nice job with the weapons with Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, Hayden Nurse, Miles Sanders. They have the 39th pick in a pretty loaded draft. You look at the players at 39. Yeah. Man, they're gonna get a good football player either off the edge or, you know, maybe Zay Flowers from BC or Josh Downs that wide out from North Carolina. There's a lot of dudes at 39 that are brown type guys. So. They've got money. They've got the 39th pick in addition to the first pick. So I would guess that they're going to try to spend the money on edge help. Um, there's a number of guys out there. I wonder if Floyd has been out there who fits the Avero defensive scheme. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I, I expect them to not just sit on that money. I think they're going to keep adding because what have they done all offseason? They haven't sit still for a week all offseason. They're going to yeah. continue to add. And one more guy they brought in there that's a must no name if you're a Panther fan is and he goes under the radar because of all the offensive guys mm-hmm. they brought in safety Vaughn Bell from the Bengals mm-hmm. who can who can cover he can blitz and what that does as well they're going to use Jeremy Chin everywhere this year uh, linebacker right. rushing the pass Jeremy Chin's going to be a chess piece for Rivero and Vaughn Bell back there as a really solid safety allows them to do different stuff so you're going to see a lot of different looks from the Panthers this year, and hopefully it includes more edge help as well. All right, I want to ask you about the Hornets. Um, we don't talk a ton of NBA here, hardly any. But the Hornets are a fascinating study to me, and, and you're involved, full disclosure, is the pregame host, so you're involved in the, the broadcast. So you have a connection there. Yeah. Uh, is there any uh, – is Michael Jordan selling the majority stake in the team, first of all? What, what can you tell us about that? Uh, that seems to be the report. I don't have any knowledge uh, besides what we already know from the report. But it makes sense. Um, heard for a while that MJ's not exactly enamored with not just ownership of the basketball team, but the league in general, that this is not a league that MJ recognizes anymore. Yeah. Meaning that if you go back to the way he played and the way the game was played and how uh, – uh, this is just me guessing on what he right. would see. but. Right. The volume of three-pointers, load management, 
that, that MJ is not really too into the league as a whole, and he's been trying to get out. So it's not it's not shocking to me that it's happening. It's surprising when it's happening. I thought, you know, it would be a little bit longer. So no, it's not shocking. But you know, MJ, MJ, you know, if he's not dedicated to the cause, you know, for as great as he was as a player, we, we need someone that is trying to get this team to the next level and not just trying to get them back to a play-in level, which seems to be the goal sometimes. We need higher goals here. Maybe right. the lottery helps that if they can get a giant, giant generational talent out of France. That changes everything. But, yeah, it's not shocking to me. But, yeah, apparently MJ's engagement level, just in enjoyment of the league, is no longer there. So it's not surprising that he's looking to get out of me. So let me ask you this. if So new ownership, I mean, let's go on that premise. And this is kind of what I wanted to ask you. It, it seems like maybe maybe new ownership, there needs just to be a little infusion of newness there, a little different game plan, because, I mean, the team has been below fair to Midland for quite a while. Uh, yeah, they, they again, they their, their goal is to just get into a playoff series. Like, they're okay. Mitch Kupchak spoke yesterday, the GM, and I, I kind of went off on it today because, I thought I, I didn't like the message that was sent. He told the media yesterday and told the fans that they're going to try to bring back the majority of the team and not do a ton of free agent stuff. This is two days after the season ends. That's crazy. I, if that's your plan, we're used to it. Like I don't, it doesn't shock me that the Hornets may not be aggressive and they may bring, may bring players back like Miles Bridges or re-sign PJ Washington. It's not shocking to me, but I didn't like the fact that you're telling the fan base Oh, we know you had a terrible year. Hang tight. We're going to bring back a lot of the same guys and go again to the To me, I didn't love the timing of it. So you're right. Uh, some new voices might be necessary. Fresh eyes, just a fresh energy. Right. Because they did pretty well for a while with this group. But how do they get to the next level? They're pretty stagnant in their ceiling. They, they do need, I think, some fresh eyes here soon at some point. All right. Uh, the great Travis Hancock, T-Bone. For Mac and T-Bone on 92.7 WFNZ in Charlotte, thanks for uh, thanks for ask, answering the questions, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you at some point uh, down the road. Hey, maybe my Gamecocks will see ECU in the College World Series. How about that? Could. Could. Could be very interesting. Definitely. If they do, we'll put, some, uh, we'll put a little something on it. How about that? You got it, man. Looking forward to it. Looking forward. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure, and we will be back to wrap things up right after this. Online or on the go. Love it. Log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com. To listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day. You need to. Tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Interbanks Media's Concert on the Common is back. Are you ready? with your friends and family, along with adult beverages and great food on Greenville's Town Comet. The first band to hit the Greenville Toyota Amphitheater stage is the Legacy Motown Review, Thursday, April 27th. This year will also feature music from the Ultimate Eagles Tribute on the Border. Each music legends of Band of Eyes. Landslide, a tribute to Fleetwood Mac. The Embers, featuring Craig Woolard and the Leonard Skinner Tribute Band. Tuesday is gone. Details at concertonthecommon.org. Special thanks to the City of Greenville and the Junior League of Greenville. Con-
Sponsored on the Common is sponsored by ECU Health, Michelob Ultra, Pitt Greenville Airport, Greenville Toyota, The Air Doctor, Greenville Utility, Sir Richie Lawfer, Sawyer's Fun Park, Holly Pylon State Farm Insurance, Eastern Plumbing, Town Bank, Specialty FDR, Optimum, Wells Roofing and Gutters, and Inner Banks Media. Whether it's hunting or fishing, Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop just outside of Greenville has got you covered. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop carries all your turkey hunting supplies, including shotguns by Benelli, Stoker, Franchi, and Mossberg. They have a full line of TSS, Longbeard, and Mag Blend ammos, Avian X and Dave Smith decoys, custom turkey calls such as David Halloran and Eddie Wynn game calls, and a great selection of turkey vests, seats, and blinds. For you fishermen, Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop also has what you need. They carry one of the largest inventories of rods, reels, and fishing tackle in the area for fresh and saltwater fishing. Everything you need for a successful hunt or a great day on the water can be found at Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop. So why go anywhere else? Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop is just outside of Greenville on Marine Drive and open Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 5.30 and Saturday, 8.30 to 12.30. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's Kids' Night at Moore's Barbecue. Let us take care of dinner tonight for your little ones. Every Wednesday night, kids 10 and under eat free with the purchase of an adult meal. So come into one of our five locations in Winterville, New Bern, Moorhead City, Swansboro, and Jacksonville. Bring the whole family. There's always enough great food for everyone. If it's not Moore's, it's less. For over 100 years, the families of Bertie County Peanuts have been growing and selling peanuts. Much has changed since 1919, but quality is still number one. So if you are looking for great North Carolina snacks and gifts, look no further than Bertie County Peanuts. Small batch, hand-cooked, and 100% guaranteed. You can't go wrong with their gourmet peanuts. Shop online at BertieCountyPeanuts.net and the shipping is now free. Or visit them at Powell and Stokes in Windsor. Bertie County Peanuts, a North Carolina Tradition. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Well, at least four Major League Baseball teams have started to extend alcohol sales into the eighth inning this season. It's in reaction to the increased pace of play and shorter games that's been uh, introduced by the pitch clock. The teams currently include the Diamondbacks, the Rangers, the Twins, and the Brewers, aptly enough. Uh, traditionally, MLB teams have stopped selling alcohol after the seventh inning, even though MLB does not mandate when teams can sell alcohol and what point the sales must be cut off. But with the rule changes so far this year and the shorter games, many parks are having areas where alcohol could be sold after the seventh inning anyway. Several teams have started to experiment uh, with the practice. The average uh, average length of a game uh, I saw the other day is now 234. It's about a half hour faster with the pitch clock. I'm here for that, Cookie. Yeah, let I'm the people drink. Let the people drink. What? What? No, I don't know if I'm, I'm saying I'm here for the shorter game. Oh, okay. That's my bad. Yeah. But no, I hear what you're here for. A little hold my beer. I, yeah, I, I, I. Hear what you're saying. Um, I also saw today, you know, we've talked about where there's been a lot of where, you know, MLB wants to expand. Where's MLB going to go? 
Uh, the group that owns the Utah Jazz is apparently, or, or has some ownership that owns the Utah Jazz, has put together a consortium of some kind to set forth and try to get Major League Baseball to Salt Lake City, which is pretty interesting. If it's now they're talking expansion. If it's me, you've got to get things straight with the ballpark in Oakland and the ballpark in Tampa first. You've got to figure out what to do with those two and get their situation straight. And if you could do that, then you could talk expansion. So could the A's relocate to Salt Lake City? I mean, we've already had the Raiders leave for Vegas, and you've had the Warriors leave for downtown San Francisco. So why not leave uh, that awful situation of a ballpark in Oakland and go to Salt Lake City? And remedy them. Thanks to uh, T-Bone for being on with us today from WFNZ out in Charlotte. Thanks to Cookie. Great job as always. Mike Houston in the studio tomorrow. And we'll catch you tomorrow on Talk of the Town in the morning on the radio side. And uh, here, 5 o'clock with Coach Houston in studio on the Patrick Johnson Show tomorrow at 5. talk to yourself about where to eat today and then you hear Warren's hot dogs. then you're thinking yeah two hot dogs chips and a drink for only 625 would be awesome Warren's hot dogs. and maybe some homemade lemonade perhaps a pizza or a sub and definitely an apple or peach turnover Warren's hot dogs. don't overthink where to eat today go to Warren's hot dogs in Greenville across from Ron Ayers or in Chacoinity next to the fire station Warren's hot dogs serving the pirate nation since 1991 go pirates Urgent Care Down East in Washington understands that when you're sick or injured, you want relief fast without having to make an appointment. Locally owned and operated, Urgent Care Down.